Alright everybody, hello and welcome to Diceless Dungeons once again. Hi! Uh, my name is Simon, and I'm your steadfast companion for this episode. And I'm Winnie, and I'm only here because he lets me be. And today we're going to be talking about power trips. Yeah! Well, one power trip in particular, but I think it can serve as an analog for other power trips. Yeah, and I think there is uh, a couple of important tabletop lessons to be learned in it as well. <laughs> yes. Um, and this is very close to my heart because it's my power trip. Yeah. So, <sighs> oh man, if you if you remember things, please, by all means, take over because my memory was hazy at best because we were uh, imbibing the entirety of the <laughs> campaign. Indeed. Yeah. Which is sort of, uh, I think, how it turned out the way it turned out, but... Uh, yeah, this campaign turned to insanity very quickly, uh, and I utterly eclipsed and overshadowed the other players, which probably wasn't a good thing, but it was fun for me. Uh, yeah, I, I think everybody had fun in the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, we had been doing a long-running fantasy game that simon was running and then i was like okay i, I want to run something they had gotten tired of my my hard-ass dm ways yeah hard-ass you can't have any fun stealth never works none of your plans ever work fucking plot railroad text dump nonsense you just hurt my feelings <laughs> good Twas my intent so uh i I decided to make a basically completely freeform fantasy game, which, um, so, so the result of which I can't really remember the main plot. It started, when it started out, it, it, we really did start out with us just all meeting in an alley and deciding to hang out together. Yep, and, and do, do crimes. It was you, the classic wizard, there was a, uh, a monkey with, with, uh, with a scythe. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. It was a kind of anthropomorphic chimp with a scythe. Uh-huh. That was that was his deal. And then um, uh, there was a, a ghoul necromancer and a rogue who had really overpowered shadow powers that were basically made, a, made her green lantern. Yeah. 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 And I think that was the party, right? But she wasn't a wizard. No, she was not a wizard. Which is why she wasn't as powerful <laughs> as me, baby. Well. The only way to go is up. Okay. So, you know, they eventually land in some city because they need to, to, to sell some shit. Well, we, we basically, that, the city was like the first session. Okay. It was like, we, we got together, we hung out, you spawned in some mobs, we killed them, we got a bunch of shit, and then we were like, we need to sell this to make money. And then we hit the city. Okay, okay. And then you uh, immediately brought, bought property. You spent all your money on property. And then Charlotte started uh, <clears throat> bribing orphan children on the streets to set up a Sherlock network of homeless people. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because we were making – she wanted to make like a – he was like making. We were making our own little guild. We were gonna make our own guild in the city. So, okay, everyone starts going out and doing stuff. The thief thief starts thieving, you know. Very successfully, everybody yeah. was great at whatever they were trying to yeah. do. And <laughs> and what I started doing. <laughs> so 
<laughs> There's a very good analog to this. I, I don't know who, who is familiar with Skyrim, the video game Skyrim. But in the video game Skyrim, you could make potions to increase how good you were at blacksmithing. And then you could use blacksmithing to increase how good you were at potions. And then you could and and then you could make potions to make your magic better and make blacksmith <laughs> things to make your magic better. So as you can imagine, this is just went on un- endlessly. So I was like, okay, I start making pendants of magic that make your magic better. <laughs> okay, you were a little bit more specific than that. You were like, I want to make something that makes my enchanting better. And I was like, okay, fine, you you do. And then like you would you just sat there the whole session, and as everybody was wa- wandering around, taking on gangs, hiring mercenaries, you would just interrupt every once in a while and be like, so did I finish that uh, ring I was objecting? <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a, a bit. Um, you, you finished that? Okay, uh, so so you, you hear some clattering around the estate. You know something's going on, and you're just like, no, so I take out this necklace. <laughs> just, uh... And he continued doing that the, the entire session. Uh, they they got home. The the party got home eventually and saw this sick loot he made, and then like put in requests for him to make cool loot for them, which he completely ignored. <laughs> well, it, hey man, initially, I initially. I eventually got around to it. I eventually got around to it. I mean, it took me a while, but. I was focused, my argument, my argument was since I was already getting away with making artifacts that made my power better to make more powerful artifacts, it didn't make any sense for me to make them cool shit now when I could just focus on getting my power up and make them better cool shit later, you know? Yes, I do know, and that that, that worked out rather nicely, didn't it? Yeah, so, uh, lesson here, don't let people do that. Yeah, just kind of... Uh, lay the hammer down as soon as soon as they ask more than once. You know, let them get away with it once. But come on, don't just let them snowball fucking trade skills. So I mean, okay. So the 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 quick story of this is that I quickly became absurdly overpowered within one or two sessions. Yeah. Well, well that oh, that was really cool. So so you called me up between sessions and was like, hey man. We we gotta we gotta talk about this. So I came over and we stood in your backyard for like six hours, and <laughs> you just kept rolling that dice. Cause I like I I, I approached you because I was like, man, if you're just gonna do this let's, during the session, let's, let's just do it now. Do it outside of the sessions, yeah. <laughs> Which was the right way to do it, but still, it, he ended up having like plus ten thousand rings of whatever. I think I cut you off at like thirty or something, but yeah. still it was stupid. And uh, uh, at that point, he made sick shit for all of all of the rest of the party, and that that was that was good. Yeah, and at this point, the party had set up this vast like vast network of of like informants and mercenaries and and bodyguards, and they were doing all these jobs in the city. The the one overarching plot element I really remember was like, okay, there was. There was this disease going on, and it was called mage rot, and it was glowing blue herpes that, that covered people who used magic. And it was this big epidemic, 
And like, and I was, and you brought, see, you brought that in, and I was terrified of it because yes. I was the mage, the mage, yeah. right, of the group. That was my intent. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was a sort of, it was sort of a power check, you know, like a, yeah, a little bit of one. I know, you guys got like called to the king or something, and you just like strolled in, and like, oh, oh yeah, okay, strolled in, and then and then Charlotte fucking backstabs the king yeah. <laughs> and steals his crown and uh uh and then things kind of like snowball from there and you guys like fight the mage rot or something we like. eventually defeat the mage rot. yeah 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 but, uh uh during that the most noteworthy thing was uh the king's mage approached you about like taking on this this encroaching threat of the disease uh-huh. to, to research it and he, he came up to you and it was he like gives you this suspicious look and then i tell you that he casts sense alignment uh, <laughs> which is bullshit I, i've always hated that spell uh, which would have instantly outed him as the evil fuck he was <laughs> and um uh uh fortunately for simon i let him get away with everything so he like used his insanely powerful magic to try to create the illusion of of you being a good guy but instead (laughs) gave the guy severe brain damage (laughs) hey apples and oranges yeah Yeah. it worked (laughs) yeah there was another very memorable sequence where uh the whole party except for me because I didn't give a shit, entered into this g- giant tournament, a battle tournament. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even remember that because it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it, I, I was like, who gives a shit about a battle tournament? Well, the, the prisoner but, was in it. Yeah. The, the ball of chains. Yeah, 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 a prisoner that was an inspiration for a later character, a giant ball of chains. But you might remember what I did was I was just hovering invisibly above the above the stands like casting magic to help oh, them cheating. cheat. Oh, cheating. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I let you do it. Oh, it was so good, though. It was so cool when you guys got away with things. Uh, let's see. Uh, you so, so you completely flood the market with, like, low-level magical trinkets. Yeah, because I make a magic shop. <laughs> you guys just get insanely rich. And then uh, the local uh, mage guild takes notice of him and, and really, really doesn't like the way this guy is just fucking pricing them out of the market. So they, <laughs> okay, in, a, uh. in, in a, a move I will always regret and so instantly retracted, I have the Mage Guild invite Simon over to the, the Mage Tent, the local Mage Tower, and uh, they, they hold a feast in his honor. And I, I think I drop hints that there's something wrong with the food and no, like I make a point to be like, nobody's eating. Everybody's staring at you and holding their glasses up. And you know, it's still, I think it is completely unfair to use a lethal poison on players. Yeah. Like a full on lethal poison. Like you can use it in a narrative sense. Like you can like, uh, I still think there's room for narrative poisons. NPCs should always poison each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like absolutely. But, but lethal poisons on players is just not a fun way to play because it's like, you know, it's like, even if you think you projected it, who knows how well you projected the, the risk, uh, 
And it's the same problem with like assassins, invisible assassins that slit your throat without any way to fight back. It's one of those things where it's like, sure, yeah, maybe it would happen, but even in an intrigue game, you shouldn't do it because it really makes it feel like the players were screwed over. Yeah, because there was no defense. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he gets poisoned, and I'm like, yeah, it was, it was Mage Bane. A thing that's not sensible for magic, and you just, your little heart broke, and I was instantly like, oh, as the magic drains from you, you, have, you feel enough to teleport away, <laughs> and you instantly teleport home and be, brew a, an antidote that you get just in time, and I, I was like, okay, yes, that was bullshit, but I do not feel bad at all for pulling the plug on that one, uh, like, I just thought it would, you know, it's yeah. a cool story thing. You know, it is. And and to be fair, like, because I was snowballing so hard in the, and I was just like, I was just absurdly powerful. Yeah. I was ridiculously powerful. I was getting all the attention because I was like the center of the story, which should never happen. It, it was a solo session. I was, I was hoping more for more of a confrontation at the dinner. Yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> But, but yes. Uh, and then, of course, since I was completely overpowered, I instantly, like, s- magic sniped all of the mages in the head through the tower. <laughs> he teleports around the tower and then, like, just, just like, laser scopes every single one. And then it just leaves a, a smoking ruin. And then he's the only mage in town, so it gets even more rich. Yeah. And I'm, and at this, this whole time, I'm continuing to craft things to make myself more powerful. And, you know, this goes on for a while. You, you get a, you know, it goes on to the point where you have a floating castle over the city. Yeah. <laughs> Which was rad. It was awesome. It was awesome. It's pretty sick. I think there were, I think I just, there were zombies at that point. That yeah. were coming in <laughs> for some reason. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> and anyways, long story short, I became the... And this is the problem with snowballing. This is the problem with making one pow- one character way more powerful than the others. I became the main character yep. of the story. Everyone else was ancillary. Everything I did was what mattered because I was the most powerful. I was, you know, everyone else was, was getting, like, I was, the reason everyone else was powerful is because of me. Because I was giving them the powerful magical artifacts. I was doing all the cool shit. I was, like, you know fighting i fought a lich at one point i like yeah. soloed a lich and Kek. <laughs> without any need for help from anybody and it was really fun it was really fun for me but the problem is is one it wasn't as fun for the other people and two it wasn't really sustainable we only did like four sessions five, yeah maybe and we did a couple solo sessions with yeah. me on the side yeah we we probably played more than the rest of the players did. <laughs> and it's totally and obviously if you're doing a solo game yeah which i really enjoy solo games personally if it's totally fine to make the person ridiculously overpowered and do a giant power trip but uh, you really have to be considerate of the other players so yeah i i, tr- I tried with the other players but they weren't as invested as you and didn't give me as much to work with yeah but like uh I, d- I did get a complaint from Charlotte at some point that, you know, <laughs> you were a god. <laughs> and uh, they were just kind of peons in your domain. And so I uh, I decided to, to kind of kind of mix things up a little bit. Make it a little bit wacky. A little, a little fresh. <laughs> to throw throw a, a little twist into it. Level the, level the playing field a little bit. So I, uh, 
Uh, the thief was out on a thieving mission and uh, looted a magical safe, which he brought home to his, his mage daddy, who opened it up, and inside there was a deck of many things! Which is an item from... An item from uh, AD&D. From AD&D. Well, all versions of D&D. I think so, yeah. Uh, which is basically a wish. Like, there's a bunch of cards that either damn you or give you awesome shit. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's like a godlike artifact, basically. So I took all the ones, I took all the effects of AD&D ones, like, which are, there, there's not that many. And I put those in, and then the rest I coded to uh, a tarot card deck. So a full tarot card deck, a ridiculous amount of cards with hilarious over-the-top effects. And I just uh, set a, a real tarot deck in the middle of the table and just anyone who... The, the player who reached out and pulled a card actually did. Yeah, and so it was it was magical. So this was this was how he dealt with me not just taking it and sealing it away and never using it because that's absolutely what I would have done. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was about to do before you told me how the rules worked because I was... <laughs> I was to the point where I was so powerful, all I was doing was protecting my power. There's a Star Wars quote in that somewhere. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, and so, which is really boring, to be fair. Uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Like, the interesting part of the game was when I was, for me, not anyone else, was when I was snowballing. And once I got to the point there where I was at, all I was trying to do was just protect the absurd level of power I'd already gotten to. <laughs> Um, so he made it so that anybody could draw a card at any time. And it just so happens that we were playing with a friend uh, of ours. Uh, uh, Galen. Galen. <laughs> who, uh, Galen, who was in our Harry Potter game. Yes. In the background. And he was in the background of this game. I forgot which character. Do you know which character he was playing? Yeah, he was the ghoul necromancer. Oh, yeah. Because he, he I, I lifted that juvenile series, uh, Death Cannon. From the Abhorson series. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven layers of death in a, a river. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Other people were allowed to do things. Yeah. Mostly because we did all the stuff on the side. And so uh, Gay- Galen, being his characteristic, he rarely participates until he suddenly starts participating. <laughs> like, okay, before that, <laughs> other people drew first. You, you, got, you got, like, a, a card... That made it so as soon as night fell, you got your your base was assaulted by knights until dawn, and that that was fun. Yeah, uh, uh, you got an ant army, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, army of giant ants that obeyed his every whim. Uh, I don't really remember anything else besides the end, though. Do you? Any other cool no, things? no, uh, not really. The end is what kind of stands out. Oh, you you got a. No, you got a wish. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, and you and you used it on lore. Aww. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> he, he uh uh so so he got a wish card and he wished to know the like the reason the world kept on ending because he knew the world happened to be on like this cycle of his extinction so he asked to to know about that and it turned out there was like this this weird abstract shape eldritch god hiding on the far side of the sun that was just like constantly killing everything because it was just amusing yeah that was some good lore yeah, yeah. i don't regret spending my wish on that no that, that was good and then <laughs> and then uh so like galen dies he gets 
So he he draws the card that rips his soul out of his body and uh, 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 his character perma dies. Yeah. Uh, so he instantly rolls up this orc guy who just walks into their base and sits down at the <laughs> table and draws more cards. Now that's a power move. That is a power move. And I, I probably shouldn't have let that happen, but but I did. <laughs> yeah, the game, then the game needed to come to an end, really. I, I was having fun. I had written up, like, over 70 effects, and I wanted to see them happen. Yeah. And there weren't any game enders in there, I thought. So he, Except. <laughs> so uh, uh, he, Galen draws the Emperor. Which makes him the su- the supreme ruler of the planet, and uh, everything becomes his possession. He 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 rules by divine right, and everybody recognizes his rule. Which is you know kind of a game breaker, but I, it could have been interesting, right? And, and then he draws. He's like, yes, sick, and immediately draws another card, which was the tower. Which effect? Uh, which was the effect? Was uh, all of your possessions are destroyed? So, which was probably one of the most incredible, incredible deck of many thing combos I've ever seen. Oh man, it was just, it was just so perfect. So perfect. I was so sad. I was I was in an utter power trip at that point, and I was I, I was like no. <laughs> My power fantasy is coming to an end. So, so Galen just, uh, so he blinks and then suddenly he's floating alone in space, slowly dying of cold and asphyxiation <laughs> as the dust of everything floats around him. <laughs> and, uh, I was pretty happy with that ending. Uh, I recommend if you're going to do a real power trip solo sessions, because yeah. when I got to do my r- real insane, because like when the other people were playing, we had to keep switching off me. But if you do solo sessions, you can just like do all the crazy, insane shit you want. And we did many solo sessions. Yeah, I don't even remember, but I, I got really into it. Yeah, we did a lot. Yes. So I'd say. You know, be considerate of players if you have a group of more than one. But if you have a group of only one, go crazy. Yeah. Power trips are awesome and fun. Let, oh man, now I kind of just want to play another solo snowball game. Yeah, those are dope. Those are I really love fun. Them. <laughs> just, you know, it's just like, it's just kind of like long form asking your friend, hey, what would you do in this setting? <laughs> <laughs> go nuts. <laughs> Oh, any, any ending thoughts? Uh, nope. I'm a vacuous bot. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Treat everyone equally. Be nice to your friends. Thank you for listening, and I hope you check in next time. Thank you to Kevin McLeod for the use of his music in the intro and outro of this podcast. You'll find a link to the specific track used in the description.